Was it inevitable that Kanye and Adidas were going to work together again one day? We'll get into that and a lot more this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. This is your host, Matt Freights. As always, you can call me the Iceman. You can call me Matty Ice. I don't care what you call me. I am just very, very glad and thankful that you are here. I want to apologize at the top of the show for the last couple of weeks. The communication from me as far as the new cadence of the show has been pretty piss poor if you're going to put me on the spot and ask me to cop to that fact. I have changed the cadence of this show from every Tuesday to every Friday, and that has been to meet the demands of my life right now and also the other podcasting work that I do and other creative work that I do. And I think you, the listener, should have been privy to that without having to follow me on Instagram. I did not make any mention of it last week or last episode, and I did not come out with an episode last week, and I want to apologize for that as well. Reason being, I got sick, and I just wasn't able to put forth the kind of effort that you are used to on this show. My voice really wasn't 100%. I had to take some time off of work and it really just wasn't the right time. So this week to make it up to you, number one, I'm telling you here that going forward, every Friday is going to be Fire Footwear Friday. I want to continue to bring you that fire content and give you the genuine me that I always do. And sometimes it's just not going to happen. There are some weeks that maybe I'm feeling uninspired or maybe life just gets in the way, but I still want to make sure that I'm communicating to you. And so for that, I do apologize. Last time we talked, I talked about Jordan 4s and we had a little bit of fun. It was a little bit of a different flavor for this show. As you all know, if you've been listening long enough, I try to zig where others are zagging. I try not to do the cliched sneaker content that is really so rife out there. There are so many people who are ranking Jordan 4s and doing other things like that. But I honestly needed to put my money where my mouth was because I made a commitment or I made a statement that said that the military 4s were some of the best Jordan 4s. And I needed to back that up by going through what was an AI created list to sort of say to you, here is how I rank them shoe by shoe, colorway by colorway. And so we had a little bit of fun. Sometimes in life, though, whenever things don't go our way, and I'm talking about last week, opportunities present themselves. And while I had an episode queued up or written up for you last week, I didn't end up getting to it. And in the time in which it took me to finally get my voice back, something happened in the sneaker space that I think is something we have to talk about. Actually, two stories that are somewhat related, one having a lot more gravitas than the other came up, and they're related because we've talked about these two individuals on the show as recently as maybe even two months ago. But the biggest news coming out of the sneaker world is that Adidas and Kanye West are sort of partnering back again. But they're not partnering back in a long-term relationship like I think a lot of people were hoping, at least Adidas was hoping. Kanye has been a very, very polarizing individual for years now. I don't think that that's disputable. I think that your mileage varies in how you feel about some of his antics. Adidas, after years of making a lot of money off Kanye's name, decided that they had reached their boiling point and it was too much. They ended the partnership, the business partnership with Kanye West. And at the time, they were saying that they were going to continue to release those silhouettes and those colorways just without Kanye's name and image and likeness all over it. And that caused a huge stir in the sneaker world. And I guess rightfully so, but in some ways, I don't really see it. We'll get to that a little bit later as it relates to another dude. Adidas, at the end of the day, is a company. And the entire point of their existence, no matter how you feel about sneaker culture and no matter how dedicated to Adidas that you are, at the end of the day, their bottom line is to feed their bottom line and make money. 
I know I say that a lot on here. It's a very, very cynical outlook on the world and a cynical outlook on sneaker culture, but that's where we are today. Corporate America rules this country in so many different ways. And this is not a political referendum at all. It just is. We bow to our corporate masters at just about every turn because we need many of the products that are out there for us to consume. And if you're a sneakerhead like I am and like many of you are, sneakers are that product. And Adidas is one of the companies that is trafficking and making a shit ton of money off of our needs and wants in the sneaker world. And Adidas was essentially between a rock and a hard place because they made the difficult choice or the somewhat difficult choice after many years of not making a choice and staying silent of getting rid of and ending the business partnership with Kanye West. And in doing so, they stopped selling Yeezy products. If you've taken any cursory look at the numbers, obviously Yeezy and Yeezy brand was keeping Adidas afloat. Now they have a lot of other silhouettes and a whole other business structure that has to do with athletics and so forth. So it's not as if Adidas was going to go under. Yeezy represented a very, very significant portion of the generated revenue for Adidas. And so without that revenue, they obviously were looking at a lot of lost profits. And the news coming out was that they had, I think it was like $441 million lost in revenue since the ending of that partnership. And that was over like two quarters. The other rumors that were circulating, and I think they had been sort of confirmed by Adidas Brass, was that they had a lot of inventory sitting that they needed to get rid of. By sitting on it, they were obviously sitting on a lot of money and they didn't know what to do with it because all of these shoes had been printed, all of them had been manufactured, and they had the Yeezy branding on it. You just can't go back and erase that kind of branding. What were they going to do? It seemed to me that it was inevitable that this kind of partnership was going to happen because at the end of the day, they need to make that money. But also, and at the time when I talked about this, I talked about how Kanye and Adidas were both kind of in the wrong here because this is business. But at the end of the day, Kanye's design and intellectual property was all over these shoes. Adidas was going to have to rectify that in some way. If they wanted to get rid of this inventory, they were gonna have to pay him something. And coming out of this particular business deal now is a very temporary partnership and it seems to me that Kanye is going to get a small piece of this pie. I think it was like 10 to 15% and the rest of everything over cost was going to go to some type of a charity or some portion of what was happening over cost was going to go to some charity. I have a lot of feelings about this. Number one, I think it's inevitable. I'm not going to blame Adidas for this because again, they have to make money. That's what their whole endeavor is all about. It's all about making money. And so they're going to do whatever they have to do to make that money. And partnering up with Kanye, even on a temporary basis, is going going to get that done. Now, the one part of it that I think you can't really fault them for is the fact that they're giving money to Kanye. Contractually, I believe that they are going to have to do that. There's no way that they're going to be able to get rid of this inventory without his presence and without his participation. And Kanye, at the end of the day, is also trying to pad his bottom line. He's trying to make money. His image has taken a huge hit. And one way to get it back is by making sure that these shoes sell. And the other thing that's happening that I'm not sure if it's an agreed upon thing or not, but Adidas is trying to save a PR hit here by giving some of the proceeds to charities that are benefiting the things that Kanye West was almost anti or talking very negatively about. And while I do think that that is a very, very noble cause, I think that they could have done more. The fact that they are not giving almost all of the proceeds to these charities, I think speaks volumes. And it speaks volumes to the fact that they are a business and they're trying to make money. And at the end of the day, let's all remember this. No matter how we feel about the sneakers and no matter how dedicated we are to sneaker culture, these companies are 100% not dedicated to the culture. And they really don't have to be. We are not the people that they have to answer to. 
at the end of the day, they're going to put out these shoes, people are going to buy them, they're going to make money, end of story. Rinse and repeat. That's exactly how it's going to go until something changes. And that thing changing has to be nobody buying their product. But until that happens, Adidas is always going to make a lot of money. They're just going to continue to print shoes and they're going to make money. So in this regard, they're doing what I think we expect them to do. They are leaning on behaviors that they always have. And it's a little disappointing in that regard. But the reason that I wanted to bring this up was because I think it is newsworthy. They're going to get rid of this inventory. People are going to buy them up like crazy. But I wonder what it's going to do to the resale market because a lot of Yeezys tanked after the news that they were going to sell these silhouettes without the Yeezy branding. Some of the silhouettes stayed the same. Some of the resales went up because they are very, very popular colorways, popular silhouettes, and people are going to want a piece of what they consider is that history. But there were some that just did not and they fell. And you could have gotten some for a little bit over retail, which was very, very unusual for a Yeezy because while there are a lot of Yeezy colorways of a lot of these silhouettes, they didn't have a huge run of a lot of them. And they didn't have a re-release of a lot of these almost exclusive colorways or a little bit more limited colorways that you would have seen with some others. And so people were trying to buy those up because they considered them a piece of history. So what do you think is going to happen here? Do you think that these shoes are going to be released, they're going to sell, and then the resale is going to shoot up because they're not going to be making any more Yeezys? Or do you think people's appetites for these has dwindled? I myself feel that we are going to flock to these shoes. People are going to buy them up like crazy, and there is going to be a huge surge in the Yeezy market. I think that's just the way that it works. I mean, look at what happens in sneaker culture when any type of a hype thing comes about. There is a huge surge in the market. When something new hits or there's a flash in the pan, we see a huge surge in the market. And there's going to be a lot of that happening here because I think there's going to be almost temporary hope that maybe this is something that could be long term. But I think people know from an investment standpoint that it's probably not going to be. And so they want to get their hands on it and be able to flip it as fast as possible or hold on to it because it may be something that ends up in a museum. It may be something that ends up being a piece of history. And a lot of people want to have that. If you're a collector, you want to have something like this, and this might be your last opportunity. So Adidas is doing what they need to do to make their money. Now, about two months ago, I talked about Tom Sachs, and I told you that I don't know a whole lot about Tom Sachs as a human being. All that I know is that he has designed some shoes that have sold and are going for thousands of dollars on the resale market. His most recent work was a all-purpose shoe. And this all-purpose shoe, the entirety of it was meant to be, your sneakers should not be the most interesting thing about you. They were bland looking, the colorways were obviously fire, but I'm saying if you were to walk by somebody on the street with these shoes, the whole point of these shoes is that somebody is not going to look at them and say, oh wow, what are those? They're not a talking piece and they're not really meant to be a talking piece. I personally love the idea of this collaboration and I love the idea that sneakers shouldn't be this hyped, that sneakers shouldn't be interesting and they shouldn't be the most interesting thing about you. They should be interesting, they just shouldn't be the most interesting thing about you. I loved all of this. And recently we heard some rumors that Nike was still working on some Tom Sachs releases, that there were other colorways of this all-purpose shoe and they were going to continue down this road. I actually saw this all-purpose shoe almost like Nike's version of the Yeezy 350 because the 350 was such an innovative silhouette. They put it out in so many different colorways. People bought them up like crazy. And honestly, I think it was a home run in that way. It almost became like their Jordan 1. I think this all-purpose shoe was going to be that for Nike. But then everything happened with Tom Sachs with the workplace stuff in his studio. He was silent for a lot of it. Sounds like he's a really, really crappy boss and a potentially crappy human being, but he is a brilliant sneaker designer. He very clearly has a mind for this kind of artistic rendition on sneakers, and it's worked. People have bought them. But do the people that are buying them really know who Tom Sachs is? 
Well, recently, Tom Sachs came out with a statement talking about all the allegations, all the things that came out in that article, and basically saying what a lot of people say when they are caught doing something or accused of doing something that is not really on the up and up. Sorry, I'm going to rethink a lot of these things. I'm going to go back and reflect. I'm going to create a workplace that's better, blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying that Tom Sachs isn't sincere in his wording. Who the hell knows? I have no idea what Tom Sachs is doing right now. Hell, for all we know, he could actually be sitting naked on a Zoom call like people said that he was. I have no actual idea. But in terms of sneakers, a lot of people have said that maybe what they should do is release these sneakers without the Tom Sachs branding. And what's funny about this is when Yeezys were going to be released without the Yeezy branding, so many people thought that that was a crock of shit. They said, why not just buy reps? It's basically not a Yeezy. It's just another shoe. But when Tom Sachs says it, a lot of people are like, yeah, man, let's do that. That's a great idea. I would totally buy those up. The hypocrisy here is sort of dripping. And I don't really understand that because to me, they're not fundamentally different in any way, except for the fact that one is Kanye West, who was a lot more famous, and the other is Tom Sachs, who's somebody that people now see as a terrible person. But honestly, I would venture a guess that most people were not really invested in Tom Sachs as an artist or anything beyond the fact that he had created the Mars Yard shoes. That's just my opinion. You can let me know if that is not the case, but I have a feeling that most people who own a pair of his shoes or want to own a pair of his shoes aren't exactly hip as to what the hell Tom Sachs does. And so it's funny to me that people think that somehow having the name Yeezy on the inside of the shoe is going to fundamentally change that shoe for them. But yet when you take away anything related to Tom Sachs, that somehow doesn't change the all-purpose shoe. Folks, this is the same thing. And honestly, I think if we get away from all of these people having their branding on these shoes, we're going to realize that every single shoe that is created is just about equal. Some are better than others, but it's not because of the name that is on them. It is because because of how they are designed. It is because of the story that is behind them, if there is a story behind them. Every single week that goes by and we see another Jordan 1, another Nike Dunk Low, so many of them are just rinse and repeat, put new colors on them in different color blocking and let's go. And people are buying them, so you can't really fault Nike for doing that. But there's no story behind them. It's not because Travis Scott did it that people want it. There's nothing about the Travis Scott Jordan 1 to me that says this is Travis Scott's. I mean, there's a little bit of those nods on there, obviously of his brand, but I'm saying in general, if somebody were to actually design that that was a nobody, it would still be a fire shoe regardless of whether it was Travis Scott. See where I'm going with this? And I think it's just kind of ridiculous. I think that sneaker culture is in need of a little bit of a reset here when it comes to these names involved. Now, there are a lot of people who design shoes who very 100% clearly have a vision. I talked about Jerry Lorenzo. I talked about Virgil Abloh. And honestly, I feel like the J Balvin series that's happening right now, he had a Jordan 1, a Jordan 2, there's rumors of a Jordan 3. Those definitely have his aesthetic on them. It definitely seems like he has a vision of what he would like to do with these and they're going with it. Ama Manier is the same way. They have a vision of what they're doing. They're getting close to that saturation point, but they do have a vision for the way that their shoes want to be, the message, the branding, everything about it is very, very particular. All I can tell you about Travis Scott is it seems as if the reverse swoosh is his thing. So let's just slap that on just about every single Nike silhouette we can and let's roll it because people are going to buy it. So fuck it. Let's just do it. And that's not the way sneaker culture should be. We should get back to loving something because of what we see and what vision it has and the shoe. The shoe needs to be fire. 100% first and foremost, you cannot get me off of that hill. 
Just because somebody has a name that actually designed it doesn't mean anything. The Tom Sack shoes are fire regardless of whether he did them or not. They're a home run in silhouette. The colorways that you can do are endless. Fire. The Yeezys, the same thing. While Kanye West did it, if somebody else did it or Adidas came up with that by themselves, they would still be fire and people would still buy them. But honestly, I believe we've gotten too married to the idea that somebody's name on a shoe makes it better or worse than another. And I think we need to get away with that. Because honestly, the shoes that are out there, there's so many great ones that go unloved and you need to get away from the idea that just because somebody has their name on it, that that makes it special. So let's get to the release of the week. Release of the week, where I like to highlight a shoe that catches my eye. It's not always going to be hype. It might be sometimes, but it's just a shoe that I think that you should know about. And if you've listened to me long enough, you all know that I am a sucker for a Reebok pump. It was the first ever hype shoe that I ever had. And honestly, I just have, it has a sweet spot in my heart. I will always have a soft spot for it. And later on this week, and what I love about this is they are giving it a nod to the OG. And the one that I really want to focus on is the Citroen colorway. It very much reminds me of those Michael Chang joints from like 1992 or 1993 when the pump was actually a tennis ball on them because pumps were not just basketball shoes, they were also tennis shoes. And the stars of the time, Michael Chang was the best tennis player of his era at that time, and he had his name on it, and he had his design on it, it was awesome. And I think that these look very similar to that, but they're in a little bit of a different aesthetic with an aged out sole, they're obviously a low top, but they sort of have that classic 80s or 90s Reebok vibe, white with a little bit of a hint of color in that pump on them. I actually think they'd be awesome for summertime use, but you could wear them anytime. The pump is just a nice little nod. I just love that little nostalgia hit. It always makes me feel good. It always gives me the warm and fuzzies. And honestly, I think this one is a home run. They're coming out with some other colorways as well, but stay on the lookout for that if you are in the market for some type of an everyday shoe that gives you that nostalgia hit. How do you feel about Kanye and Adidas working together? And how do you feel about the dumping of this inventory? And also, how would you feel if Nike decided to release the Tom Sachs all-purpose shoe without any of that branding? Hit up the show on Instagram. At Pod is the handle to do that. The show is on Facebook. Search Firefootwear, a sneaker podcast. On Twitter, there are two handles. At Pod is the handle for this show. At Maddie Ice Rates is the handle if you want to find me personally. On YouTube, the link will be in the show notes. I haven't been coming out with some content lately, but stay tuned. Get notified because we're going to be doing that real soon. If you're listening on Apple and Spotify, do not forget to hit follow. Do not forget to hit rate. It keeps the show charting and growing and it keeps our connection growing. If you have any questions or comments for me or the show, firefootwearpod at gmail.com is the email to do that. And please do not forget to support the Matty Ice Media Network, www.mattyicemedia.com for all the other podcasts that are a part of this network, including one that I am on, Iceman and Coach, which is a sports show for the every fan. You want to check that out, make sure to follow Follow that and support that. We're doing a lot of great work here at the network, and we just want to keep bringing you that fire content. I want to thank everybody for coming back to this week, and I want to thank you for your patience. And again, I apologize for the lack of communication. Do not forget, every Friday will be Fire Footwear Friday, so make sure to stay tuned. Keep with this show. Keep supporting. It means the world to me. I hope this finds you well, and I hope that this finds you safe. And as always, this is Fire Footwear.
The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.